Hey everybody, welcome back to yet another episode of Tech Chatter, the Tech Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me always is Rich. Hey, hey, how's it doing, buddy? Oh, pretty good. We are now covering the Mobile World Congress, which is taking place this year in... And is a lovely city, so good that Freddie Mercury had to sing about it. I love how you say this year. It takes place there every year. Well, great. (laughs) So we got to see some amazing devices. The devices which are going to wow us or at least get us salivating while they actually break out of prototypes and into production. And you know what? We've talked a lot about the Samsung in the previous episodes, it's got that folding phone. But you know what? Huawei, they're also coming out with their first draft for a foldable phone. And it looks pretty darn good. We're looking at the Mate X. And, uh, Rich, how do you think this compares, at least in looks, to the uh, Samsung? Uh, well, I would say definitely as far as looks go, it's actually got it beat hands down. Don't Indeed. you think? I'm looking at this thing. They always show it like either partially folded or unfolded. But in this article, thanks to The Verge, we finally get to see what the fuck this thing looks like. The, the profile of this thing when it's folded up. And it's got a lovely uh, aspect. Like it's not a complete like flat fold. One end has like a bit of a, a wider base that the uh, top well, yeah, half it's folds for, into. It's a handle, right? For when you're holding it, whereas so if you remember the the Galaxy phone or whatever the Galaxy Fold, um, when we were talking about it, it seemed like it didn't have much of an area for you to actually kind of hold it, right? And we were talking about how like the side of your hand is going to be like pressing buttons and shit, whereas this seems to you, like you've actually got like a, a handle. I watched a bit of the press conference where they where uh, they were announcing this, and that's literally what the guy said. He said we did this so that it's the uh the handle but also that's where the uh the cameras are as well right so uh and the design doesn't end there there is no gap in the mate x when it's folded as there must be with the galaxy fold because the fold is on this this the screen is on the outside rather than on the inside of the fold therefore no thread of it creasing well yeah exactly um i i and it's so much thinner too eh so it's it's thinner closed and it's thinner open and you look at this handle it's got and the handle is not just like a ledge they've made good use of the space they got triple cameras on this thing i just said that i just said it had all the cameras on it (laughs) yeah but did you say it was on the handle yes yes i did Wow, I have got to stop tuning you out. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, so from what I understand, though, is the Galaxy Fold was, what did they say, like somewhere between 15 and 19 millimeters um, when it's like closed. And the Huawei is something like 10, give or take. Um and then when it's unfolded, it's also significantly thinner as well. Plus, when the Galaxy Fold is closed, you have, you remember, I was complaining about the fact that the front screen is only like, what was it, a 6.4 uh, inch, or no, it was a 4.8 or 4.9 inch screen on the outside. Yeah. So when, when the Huawei Mate X is closed, 
it's got like a 6.1 on one side and like a 6.8 on the other side. And then you open it up and it's almost a full square ratio. It's like, uh, what did they say? It was like, um, uh, like eight by eight by nine or something like that. So it's really close to, to a perfect. A, yeah. I'm trying to find a text spread on this page. Like just like a simple like stat dump. Yeah, they don't little, tend to do it, that. It's, it's spread out throughout the article. It makes it really hard to get information off the cuff. <laughs> That's what notes are for. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. I love this. Uh, this this one specifically to me makes a lot more sense because it's not that thick when it's folded up. It seems to be just a little bit thicker than uh, your average phone nowadays. And when it's unfolded and fully open, it seems like a very useful size and shape, right? Whereas the Galaxy Fold to me just, it was cool that it folded, but it just didn't seem very useful either in open or closed state because it was, it's only like a barely in like a seven and a bit when it was open. This is almost eight and a bit, you know what I mean? So it's like almost a full inch bigger when it's open. And when it's closed, it was like two inches bigger on both screens. Um, so I don't know what happened with Samsung. Maybe they just wanted to be the first person to kind of show off their folding phone, but did they make the folding phone with a uh, 5g or is it, was it like still 4g and they were just like, Hey, look at this. It folds. Uh, it's just 4g. The 5g Samsung phone was, um, a completely different phone, which was shown off finally at mobile world Congress and people were able to touch it and play around with it because I know earlier in the week when they did their their press conference to get ahead of Mobile World Congress, uh, they weren't letting anybody really touch it and play with so it. So the 5G phone isn't the, one of the foldable ones, though? No, no. It's like, it's like a regular, it was like the Samsung 10? Uh, yeah, well, it was the Samsung Galaxy S10 5G. Right. Well, yeah. this one, this not this phone not only folds, but it will also have the 5G on it. So, yay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to do it, might as well go big, right? And speaking of folding, uh, foldable phones. No way. Well, yeah. way. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Um, so the, the funny thing is, is obviously with Samsung coming out with their foldable phone, and now Huawei has announced their foldable phone, um, Mobile World Congress was the show of foldable phones, apparently, though not all of them got shown while manufacturers like Huawei, Samsung, and even uh, TCL, who I will talk about here in a second, uh, showed off their foldable phones. Company, or A company called Oppo, or Oppo, who's another uh, Chinese manufacturer, um, basically pulled their announcement um, they were supposed to show it off at, at uh, Mobile World Congress, and at the last minute, they decided they weren't going to, and they pulled it back. They didn't make any announcements, and all they did was they put up a series of photos on Weibo, um, and that's basically it. They just announced the photos, and they just said, "Yeah, we're gonna. It's coming soon," and no specs. They just said they want to make it very affordable because uh, Oppo is a um, affordable, quote unquote, affordable phone company, and uh, style. Yeah, so that's kind of a little weird, but it basically looks exactly like the the Huawei X. It looks almost exactly the same. 
down Except to even Huawei had their shit together and actually yes, came out with some specs. That is true. That is very true. And speaking of having your shit together and coming out with specs, TCL did not do that. <laughs> they had their shit together <laughs> in the sense that um, they do have uh, they are sorry. They did have a bunch of different um, options available, but the problem was is that they didn't let anybody touch them and they didn't really mention anything about specs. Uh, Sorry, they didn't mention anything about prices. They did mention um, a little bit about specs. Um, For instance, the Dragon Hinge uh, is an innovative foldable design technology, uh, zero to 180 degrees uh, fully inward folding. Size is halved when folding. Uh, it's a 7.2-inch 2, 7. 2K screen with a narrow bezel design. Uh, and basically, so what, what they did is they fold it in thirds. So it folds behind the phone in thirds. So when it's folded, you've just got one straight up, you know, kind of uh, regular-ish aperture. And then when you unfold it, you almost flip it up. And then it's in a different, sh- it's it's a long, long um aperture or aspect ratio sort of thing um and they had a whole bunch of different uh shapes here to show off they had ones that uh basically are the size of your phone or my phone and just fold in half just to be foldable just because they can they had the tablet tablet style ones like yeah there's one that folds but it's not like a clean fold it's still like got like a large bulge. Yes, fold, which is which weird. Is really fucking stupid. Yeah, well, it's still gonna take up. Um, it's still gonna take up unnecessary space in your wallet. If it's a clean fold, then you finally get the efficiency you're looking for when you get a folding phone in the first place. Yeah, well, exactly. So what I'm thinking is those are basically just showing off, right? That's just them showing like, hey, this is what we're going towards. This is what we might be doing. But again, if it's a short-sighted embarrassment. Is it really showing off? Yeah. Or is, or is it tripping over yourself? Well, tripping. There's there's definitely some tripping over yourself at Mobile World Congress this year. That's for sure. But um, I don't know. I mean, like, I think this is just the first step. You know what I mean? You can't really blame uh, people for trying to get it out there early. Although um, getting it out there too early is definitely a problem that has... Um, affected a few different companies here but at least they did have something to show off i do like the looks of their more phablet style ones but the issue that i see um at least with their their more tablety like the the ones that look like the oppo and the huawei and the samsung is they don't tend to have screens on the outside they seem like like books where the screen is fully on the inside and then you fold it in so that when it's closed you don't have a screen at all um, in one or two quick shots, they do seem like maybe there's a bit of a transparent screen underneath the casing or something. Like maybe it's just kind of an informational screen and not so much of a touch screen or something just to give you like uh, notifications or to show you the number of somebody who's calling. But, um, it just seemed really weird. And then on top of that, the way that they fold too, isn't, um, like you were saying, like there's still a bit of a bump, like it's not a clean fold on all of them, even some of the larger ones. So I'm definitely a little um, worried slash intrigued, but I mean, it's not like I'm looking to get a foldable phone anytime soon. I mean, I just got my uh, Pixel 2 XL last year, 
So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm not allowed slash won't need a new phone for at least another year to two years, maybe even three you know By what the I mean? time so. they smooth out their design, TLC, TCL is going <laughs> to like, TLC is gonna stand up for two lake chumps. <laughs> little people with little phones that fold. Now on TLC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, now I'm finally glad I got a phone that's, bit, that's small enough for me and my tiny hands. Yay! <laughs> oh now God. I can represent the Lollipop Guild in style. We are members of the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I just think that was super interesting that it was basically the year of folding phones, even though I don't think anybody really asked for a folding phone. So, I mean, I guess I guess we're getting it whether we like it or not, right? I love the ad for the video that you're showing. The uh, the up next ad says the Samsung Galaxy Fold the, the Galaxy Fold wasn't made for you. <laughs> uh, what else you got, buddy? What else was something that kind of piqued your interest? Uh, well, there's plenty like the LG G8 ThinQ hands-on, the smartphone that doesn't want you to touch it. Don't touch me! I just did my hair. <laughs> Boom! Doom! 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 Don't touch me! Ding! 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 Don't touch me! It's a good thing you edit this show because if I edited it, this whole show would just be full of like little clips of music videos and stuff. Well, this thing is certainly a shiny, glossy phone. It comes with a nice shiny back on it, and. It's got like the three cameras on it because again everybody needs three cameras now. At least, at least three cameras. I mean, look at the Samsungs. They've got what five for the big ones. Yeah, why? Uh, because you need more cameras to capture more of your beauty. Duh. Hmm. And now it has new air motion controls on this thing. Just. At least, if this is what the camera is for, so that you can have like nice holographic emitters or, or like work your phone like a theremin, that would be <laughs> fucking great. You just got your like hands over the phone. And you're like, you know what though? I seem to remember. I can't remember if it was LG or if it. I like. I know Samsung has done some gesture type stuff before. Um, especially with like uh, the camera and stuff where you can, you know, like make a fist and it'll take a picture or maybe that's LG. But I mean, the, you know, the, the, you smile and, and it'll take a picture and it, and it watches your eyes and it won't close or all of these things. Right. So like this isn't the first time that um, people have done the gestures. I've definitely had them on some of my phones before. However, this is definitely the first time that they've had so many gestures <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, you pretty can adjust intense. the volume, enter apps, even take a screenshot. Which seems like why would you why like why 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 do you need that many why I want to touch my why do you need not need to touch your phone? Like it doesn't it doesn't uh. seem to make any sense. So the and the really funny thing too is the the promotional ad. Have you seen the promotional ad? I don't think there's there's not a link for it in our notes. I know that, but I'm not sure if you did any external searches uh, for this phone or not. But um, so the ad, one of the ads that they put out is literally somebody running on like a treadmill or something. 
and they're like, or or they're maybe they're like on a um a, a bike or something like that, like a exercise bike. But they're they're doing all these crazy hand gestures to like you know open the phone and 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 answer the phone and stuff. And I'm like, all you have to do is tap the phone once to answer a phone call. Yet he's like putting his hand in the air, making a fist, then unclamping his fist, then then holding something that isn't there, and then pulling that to the right. And I'm like, dude, all you had to do was just tap the screen. Like it or seems like get some, it seems get like some more Bluetooth work. headphones and press the button. On yeah, the like it just seems it. like more work than it's worth. You know what I mean? And it's got a rear mounted fingerprint sensor on it, which they couldn't even test it because it was disabled during the show. Ah, did you did you happen to see the other uh, thing that it likes to do? That apparently the uh, one of the ways that you can unlock it. I'm trying to look at the at the video that's playing on there, and it's just a. Uh, I see a guy swiping and so the, one of the ways that apparently you can unlock it that I, I heard about is you can actually um, it's called hand ID and though it night it's not necessarily the you know craziest thing it's certainly crazy in that crazy cat lady kind of way so basically you put your hand in front of it and it's able to basically read the veins in your hand. So it, it reads like the prints, uh, the the veins, the 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 little dips and the grooves, uh, like the lifeline. It reads all of that, and then it unlocks your phone. Yeah, but aren't the fingerprints what's unique? I mean, well, I mean everything is unique about about me anyway. I don't know about you. <laughs> I just think that's hilarious that like we were like, oh, you definitely need face time or face unlock, face ID, and then everybody's like, oh, face face unlock doesn't work. So what else do we do? Let's do hand unlock. Well, yeah, like why don't we already have fingerprints? Why don't we just stick stick with that? You know what I mean? So I just I I see this as something that uh, LG was just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, Samsung with your your ultrasonic fingerprint scanner. Well, we've got an ultra in uh, violet red ray um, vein reader for does for palms. Your, yeah, how do you like that? Does, them it, apples? does it read your veins as you're making a fist and swiping your hands in the air? Uh, no, just to unlock it. So you still have to get in close. So you, the hands free thing is still bullshit. What do you mean? Well, you have to unlock it by getting up close to it, like grabbing the phone and like letting it scan your veins. No, no, like it's it, no, it's while your hand is in the air. So it uses the cameras on the front of the phone to scan your hand. So you just like wave your hand in front of the in front of the phone, and it'll unlock it. If it can scan your veins with the camera, you think it would just be able to scan your fingerprints? Yeah, I think it's actually scanning your fingerprints, but it's lying. No, it's definitely saying, it's scanning the palm of your hand. Your it's freaking weird, man. Is... Yeah, but in order to expose your palm, you're also showing your fingers. True, but I don't think it would be able to lock on because your fingerprints are going to be at a different uh, different angles and stuff like that, right? Whereas your palm is is a very open, wide area, so it's going to be able to focus in on that a lot easier than are focusing palm in on unique? your. What? Would palm prints be unique? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, just like fingerprints and toe prints. Yeah, but those are the extremities. The hand, like, the hand has a, like the similar range of motion. So, well, I just if your if your fingerprints and your toe prints are are completely unique, why wouldn't your like one would think that 
all of the markings on your skin are completely unique to you. Right? Like well, whether it be dimples, scars, say that, um, like anything. It could be that, yeah, but it could be that only because their extremities, they're shaped differently. Like, like uh, from what I read, fingerprints are made in the womb due to conditions, which is why identical twins can still have different fingerprints. Because the way that the skin is developed as the embryo is growing, nope, uh, they are they are changes. definitely unique. Palm prints yeah. are unique to each person. You just looked that up. Yep. Okay. And so are tongue prints and toe prints and ear prints and footprints. Oh my god! I can't wait till next year when you have to lick your phone to unlock it. <laughs> you would say something like that. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of uh, of of um, tongues and drool and and licking things, I don't know. I'm I'm reaching here. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft has unveiled the Hololens two. And this has got me very, very excited because um, I love AR and VR and all that type of stuff. Uh, I know the first version. Well, I, me- I remember how impressed you were with those goggles I, we talked about in the Wind in the Snow episode. Well, that's because those were like using like six-year-old technology. So <laughs> this is using future technology. Um, so basically what they did with the new version of the HoloLens. So if have you heard of HoloLens before, Mike? No? Uh, Perfect. Neither of our listeners. So HoloLens is basically an augmented reality, an augmented reality um, glasses setup where they're basically see-through. Um, so you're going to be able to, it's just regular uh, headset that you can completely see through. So you can see your environment around you, but it will also display uh, things over your environment in front of your eyes, um, thus making things augmented uh, or thus making your reality augmented. So um, last year or two years ago when they unveiled it, some of the things that they showed off were basically looking at a, a blank dining room table in front of you and seeing, you know, a model uh, come to life or like a city or some sort of like um, architectural plan and then you can tweak it and modify it. Um, you could like say look at your fridge and see um, y- your shopping list that you've written. So every time you run out of something you just write on your sh- on your fridge in augmented reality and then the glasses would remember that that's there and so on and so forth. So really cool this stuff. is Google Glasses 2.0. I'd say this is more like Google Glasses 8.0 because Google Glasses kind of sucked. Um, I mean, they were cool-ish, but they didn't really do a whole lot. Not compared to this. This is just insane, the amount of things the that you can do The question we with all this. want to know is, is it Pokemon Go compatible? So you can find like an ice Cubabon in your fridge. Okay, well, I don't know what a Cubabon is, but now I'm going to have to find out. I don't know. Apparently you're not playing Pokemon Sword. Oh, no. Well, I'm not because it's not out yet, idiot. Jesus, you're oh, so mean. Alert. Spoiler alert, they bring more ridiculous shit to life. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, but anyway, so this time with the HoloLens, they've basically just upgraded everything. Uh, it's now using a Snapdragon 850 to power the headset. Uh, it's obviously more powerful. One of the things that they were really toting about this new headset is um, its ability to see your hands a lot better and track them so that uh, while you're 
manipulating things in your augmented reality space. Uh, it's tracking your hands without n the need for controllers to be able to track, right? And one of the other things that they were super excited about was the um, uh, greatly improved um, field of vision, field of view. So compared to last time, so last in the HoloLens 1, um, I guess you were it, your field of vision was very narrow, basically right in front of you whereas this time they're saying that you have almost a full uh field division which is going to be hella useful so i like that unfortunately this is only really set for uh businesses at a price of thirty five hundred dollars per headset <laughs> they're basically aiming this at uh architects less, um manufacturers less people than the first one yeah exactly <laughs> like you're looking at you know people who are designing cars designing houses uh like uh, designing engines that sort of stuff for now so oh, unfortunately yeah. we can't enjoy this but uh you know at least we know that with this extended field of view when we do get it we'll be able to see more now won't we you you just know that if they ever make a sequel to Office Space, when like they're gonna have the guy working at like some tech firm, you know that the boss, the CEO, is gonna be wearing something like this shit. Oh yeah, oh for sure. And and, he, and he's just gonna be like looking at like the main guy of the show, and he's just like Simmons. Yeah, there's a bubble star on your head. Stay still. Um. Okay. And then the guy does like some. He looks like he's like doing some presto changeo shit, but then you see from his end like he's like throwing pokeballs. <laughs> well i mean you know you can't it's 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 microsoft so unfortunately i don't think that that's going to be a thing for a while but i mean microsoft doesn't lie and they said that uh this is the best version so far and that it's amazing it said that it can display 47 pixels per degree of field of view making eight point fonts readable which i don't know what that means but again they were just they were really all about this field of view being so uh, wide and Microsoft so much better <laughs> if you can't trust the company that ripped off xerox in 1981 who can you trust fair enough <laughs> uh now you know what we've seen so many gizmos gadgets and we're going to be talking about some more we're not done with those yet but there is something we got to uh, deviate from the devices and gizmos. And they did something amazing with 5G. Just to show you, like, it's not just a number. This can do something incredible that hasn't been done yet. This is a, an evolution in how we communicate. And a doctor used 5G to direct a surgery from a stage at the Mobile World Congress. Wow. That's Dr. Antonio intense. Maria D'Alessi was giving the audience a description of a man undergoing an operation, saying like if they if any uh, pro, if any nerves were improperly cut, they would have urinary problems, so many problems, and he was able to see what they were doing, and not only was he using a telestrator to uh, show them where they need to cut next. He was also able to see their TV so he could make sure that they were receiving his instructions properly. So we were getting signals bouncing back and forth in instant communication. And only with the 100 times faster speed possible with 5G was this, a, was this amount of accuracy and detail able to be achieved. 
5G basically means that when done right, means zero latency or lag time, which means we could pros which means in the future we could possibly actually record Skype calls and not have to do any extraneous editing. <laughs> and it says that there's like 143 million surgeries around the world that do not happen because there aren't enough expert surgeons to supervise the uh, hmm. the novice teams. Yeah. Now with this technology, you just need a camera and a person can supervise 10, 20, 30, 40 surgeries around the world without having to leave their office. That is a game changer for world health. Well, I mean just the the uh Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anything than just yeah, you're you're totally right. I I really like seeing stuff like this come out and um we definitely need more things like this for i mean especially in um you know lower i don't want to say lower income but i mean you know areas of the world where they don't have as many doctors per person or as many specialized doctors like you were saying this is going to save lives now what i'm more concerned about though personally is when are we going to give this type of technology to veterinarians because I don't know about you, but I've been watching a whole heck of a lot of Kitten Rescue on uh, on Netflix and, you know, Pet Doctor on uh, Animal Planet. And I got to say... You're watching Dr. Paul? Yes. And I got to say that those guys, those guys need this technology. Screw saving humans. We need to save some animals here. <laughs> well, you can because, like I said with the Telestrator, when they tried to use them before with all previous instances, there was delays... Because you would have to freeze the image to draw the directions you need on the Telestrator and then send it to them. And then they would have to like resume filming after they take your instructions. But this allows you to Telestrate live. Hmm. So there's no interruptions in the surgery. And when seconds count, this is really, truly going to save lives. And it's always good to see... A whole bunch of numbers on a device and oh this is what it's possibly capable of but then demonstrating live this is what the developments in our technology can achieve and you see it firsthand that is fantastic i'm down i am totally down for that Sweet. uh you know what else i'm down for more cameras lots 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 more cameras I don't I don't know why I'm down for this because you know what they cert they make phones look really fucking dumb. Like the this new Nokia. Like a, the new Nokia God, 9 Pureview. Like yeah, it just it looks so fucking stupid. The Nokia 9 Pureview has five rear cameras and you know what like it's almost funny like five cameras doesn't even really seem like a big deal anymore really. I see seven holes though. Uh well one of them is definitely the um What's that thing called? Uh, the um, the flash. And the other is a, a time of light sensor for depth mapping as well. Mm. Yes, because, you know, you well, need that. That explains why you need four. <laughs> um, and, wow. However, the one, the one thing I do kind of like about this phone, other than um, things, you know, the quality of the pictures, which, I mean, if you're not going to get good quality of pictures with five cameras, you're fucked. But uh, one thing I do like right off the bat of this phone is apparently the phone will be coming to the U.S. at some point and will cost around $699 American, 
which is, you know, probably, I don't know, about eight, you know, like 900, I'd say probably like 950, which for a flagship phone isn't really that bad. I mean, like, yeah, it's expensive and you can get way better phones or at least comparable phones uh, from Oppo or OnePlus or Meizu, um, you know, even some of the Motorola phones that are on the cheaper end uh, could probably hold up to this as far as uh, hardware specs, you know, take away the cameras um, for cheaper for sure. But I mean, getting these cameras at that price, that's pretty good. And so the big thing about this is the fact that it does have the all these cameras and um, Nokia has always had really, really good uh, cameras and sensors uh, because they use uh, Zeiss, Carl Zeiss, I think is what it is, or Zeiss is the uh, name. And so they've really had uh, a good reputation over the years. I mean, like they had that, they were the one and only good uh, Windows phone, right? When they had that uh, 42 megapixel pure view camera that was like amazing and it took like the most amazing pictures, but nobody wanted it because it was a fucking Windows phone. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? So this is definitely really cool. Some of the pictures on this thing are fucking insane. Have you seen them? Uh, I'm looking at the picture of the uh, nachos and veggies. Uh, so the uh, the next the next link. No, my next link. Uh, so there's actually been some photos linked uh, online via a few different people's um, Instagrams of some of the shots, the test shots outside Ooh. that they've taken. And they look freaking phenomenal. Like this thing has this insane, five, insane camera. This is where five cameras come in handy because like one of the biggest problems with any picture is focus. Mm -hmm. Like if you focus on something in front of you, then everything behind you is a blurry mess. You focus on everything behind you, then everything in front is just like, hey, look at me. And you can't because it's a, a shitty mess. So if you had each camera focusing on a different element, front, back, middle, then there's no reason with all those cameras with different focus points mm -hmm. that you should put out a photo with any blur in it at all anymore. Because the first image you showed with the, uh, with the first uh, image on the first page with the nachos and guacamole, the back of the bar is a completely like witness protection mess, as is the case with most cameras. So it seemed like a shitty advertisement since they have like five cameras. It should be able to demonstrate you could read everything in the bar from the salt shaker in front of you to the bottles on the shelf in the back. And you should be able to see the faces of everybody in the bar by being a, by being able to, uh, you know, have omni focus. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And, and it's. It's going to even do a better because I mean, like a lot of phones these days, uh, even my phone got recently got an update where I can, you know, focus uh, on different things later. Like after I've taken the picture, I can refocus where and I know iPhone has had that for a while. Um, I used to have that on one of my older LGs. I forget it was if it was the LG G5 or LG G4. But I mean, that feature has been around for a while. But something with this amount of cameras is going to be doing a way better job. For instance, just to give you an idea of like how insane these cameras are. So with the pictures, it's got um, basically it takes all in. It has 12 megapixel, uh, 12 megapixel pic uh, pictures that are taken with 1200 layers of depth data. However, the because of all of the different um, lenses and cameras, it takes uh, uh, five minimum exposures and captures around 60 to 240 megapixels of raw data and then reduces that 
back down to a 12 megapixel photo, which is insane. So then the photos can actually be taken in raw DNG format, which can then be taken into Adobe Lightroom and uh, many other programs and edited there as well. Uh, the average file size is around 30 megs per picture, which is pretty damn insane. Some of the other specs that are, are really cool um, slash normal about this phone almost is the fact that it, uh, yes, has a 20 megapixel front-facing camera. So you will definitely be able to capture your best side, live in your best life. <laughs> it has a 5.99 inch 2K P OLED display. It is IP67 water resistant, has wireless charging, has six gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. Um, it's not that heavy. It's got a 3300 milliamp battery, Gorilla Glass 5, USB-C, an 18 watt fast charger, and it does not have a headphone jack. Hmm. Fuck the OLED? No, sir. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I think we need to see more um, more photos. What I think would be very interesting too is to see what this does with video. I think that would. Yeah. I think that would Can be you interesting. Imagine how massive those videos would be. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you would. You would need like thirty two gigs of storage just to take like a simple shot of your kid at the park. Oh, it's insane. Well, I mean, four K footage as it is. Um, takes up a lot of room already. So, you know, like 4K times five cameras. <laughs> That's now, you certainly mentioned, a lot. Uh, you mentioned that there was like uh, depth focusing on uh, previous cameras before. Yep. Now, what does that only shift the focus or would that like bring every like would they bring everything into clarity or you could only focus on what's clear and everything else gets fuzzy to that de to the detriment of no uh you can do everything is clear or everything gets fuzzy or you can choose this one area however i'm not sure in at least in the like the the two phones that i've experienced it in um if something like if you take a picture and something isn't in focus at all in that original picture then you're not necessarily going to be able to fix that. So if you take a picture and, um, you know, like your buddy's face, uh, who's like, I don't know, like 30 feet behind you is blurry, you're not necessarily going to be able to fix that. But if something but in the foreground is, is blurry, yeah, I mean, I would assume that this phone should be able to fix that. I mean, if not, what the fuck do you need like 12 fucking cameras for? Right? Hmm. Well, hopefully it lives up to the hype and justifies all this shit. Because otherwise it's a waste of time. Yeah, exactly. But hopefully it doesn't because, I mean, like, this guy took a photo of, like, what seems to be, like, just a canyon. And, goddamn, it looks like a world in Mass Effect. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's almost, it's almost, uh, I swear, he must be at the bottom of, uh... Uh, the Grand Canyon or some shit. Uh, the photo the photo tag says Scotland. Hmm. Well, it's pretty damn cool. Anything else pique your interest at uh, Mobile World Congress, buddy? Well, we've heard about noise-canceling headphones for some time, right? Oh, yeah. They've been around they for got... ages. Yep. You can just tune out the outside world, yep, and yep, that's yep. all fine. But... Finally, Lenovo has put out 
some noise canceling headphones which benefit podcasters. Sorry, I was watching Sesame Street today, I think. I don't know how that's in my head. Now you know how I feel when you interrupt me, dick fuck. Yes, my my interruptions are funny. We'll leave that up to the uh I was about to say the reader. My interruptions are focused on the medium in which I am broadcasting. Anyway, let's talk Uh, about yoga. Yes, the Lenovo Yoga. The Lenovo? The Lenoga. The Lenovo. Ooh, there you go. These on-ear headphones are intended to be companions for the laptop series, but they should work with any device, be it Windows, Android, iOS, or otherwise. Now... They use traditional active noise cancellation, but they've brought something out called electronic noise cancellation, which is used on the microphone to block out noise while you're making calls, which means if you want to podcast in any area where there's some background shit going on you cannot control, this is helping you. This will make you put out better sound. Interruption-free sound. It focuses just on you. Now, Hmm. how is that? For a nice addition to some Bluetooth headphones. I do like that quite a bit. And it also it, uh, connects with Bluetooth or USB-C, which is probably also how it charges. So you can connect to stuff on the go and just take it off. Hopefully it transitions automatically to Bluetooth because that would just be annoying if you're like, if you unplug it and then it's just like, hold on, I got to sync up. But, you know, it's a small annoyance. The, the whole point is that if you're trying to talk with somebody, you don't have to worry about shit in the background being a problem. And these go out for $170. That's not bad. You know what? In the article, uh, the the notes here that you, you chose, it's really funny because I went down to the bottom to try and get some more specs. And oh, I see oh here, shit. I'm like, oh, $580. That's fucking expensive. And then I'm reading and I'm like, I go back up and I'm like, wait a second. It says they're going on sale for $170. Or 150. What the fuck is this 580? But no, that's Microsoft Surface headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. So that's uh, a little different. Why? But uh, that's actually not that bad of a price. 170 bucks. It's not too bad at all. I mean, my wife, uh, she bought. Uh, oh God, where, where, I don't even remember what hers are. They're not Jaybirds. Uh, anyway, whatever her brand is, she bought a, a fairly decent brand. They were, I think, they were like. Uh, just under 200 Canadian, but she got them on sale for, I think they were like $80 or something. It was like a 60 or 70% off sale on um, on the Boxing Week there, and she got an amazing freaking deal, and I'm super pissed because her headphones are nicer than mine, or at least better better quality in, in sense of um, sound quality. Mine last longer, and they're more comfortable, but uh, hers are definitely um, have superior sound quality, which I, I, do, um, I, I do have a little bit of jealousy over, for sure. Although neither of ours have uh, any um, sound blocking, uh, what, what's it called? Sound sound blocking. Um, Electronic noise, noise cancellation. cancellation. Thank you. I was a, it was a brain fart. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. So anyway, and we'll be able to see these things going on sale in July. So neither of us will be getting a pair. That's for damn sure. Even at one hundred seventy dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. 
And you know what? Something else that uh, neither of us will be getting, and in fact, most people didn't even know that about at all, is uh, Meizu actually released a phone or showed off a phone, I should say, at Mobile World Congress 2019 um, that wasn't even labeled. Uh, it's it's been talked about before by them. They've talked about it. They've shared uh, pictures and some specs on it and stuff like that. And this is the world's first holeless phone. It's called the Meizu Zero, and it has no uh, no holes for pretty much anything. Like no charging port, no audio jack, no uh, grills for the speaker or the microphone. There's just no holes in the whole phone. The whole phone is just one big slab. Uh, which is pretty damn cool. So it's all basically it's all gesture dri- gesture driven. Uh, so there's no hardware buttons or anything. You're doing everything with flips and and swipes and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you're doing Bluetooth everything. You're doing wireless charging for everything. Uh, they do have a feature as well uh, called um, I think they were saying wireless just wireless usb is what they were calling it or something like that if you turn this thing off how would you be able to turn it back on if it's not on to look at you uh put it on a charging pad like so you got to put it on the charging pad to turn it on i don't know i'm i'm just i have no idea i'm just taking a guess i i'm I'm assuming that the like there's got to be another way to turn it on I love the article saying, like, as it turns out, nobody seems to care about this vision for phones. So they named the phone after the amount of interest it generated. Nah. Um, that is pretty funny, actually. I actually I actually quite like the the idea of a, of a holeless phone because that means that theoretically it can be even more, quote unquote, waterproof, which I personally appreciate. I, I love, like, when, when I got my... Uh, my Galaxy S5 Neo, the first thing I did was go to the local uh, city of Ottawa public pool next door and start swimming underwater. And, and I took all these pictures. And let me tell you, the, the amount of weird looks I got from parents because uh, of all the children in the pool at the time it was awkward. But uh, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun to take pictures underwater. Just not so fun to come back up and see all the parents looking at me like I was some sort of weird freak. <laughs> like... People look at the people who made this phone, <laughs> basically. Um, I don't know. I think it's really cool. And if you can if you can transfer files between your computer and this uh, wirelessly and quickly, I think that's also really cool. Speaking of which, actually, I don't think you saw this, but uh, this just kind of reminded me of it. So during Huawei's um, press conference where they were talking about you know, a few different things, one of them being the Huawei Mate X, uh, which is their foldable phone. They also talked about their new laptops, which are uh, supposed to be like basically MacBook busters or MacBook killers. I don't know if you saw the one that they came out with last year, but it was, you know, just as beautiful and even thinner than some of the MacBooks and the MacBook Airs, right? Like it's thinner, it's lighter, it's faster, it's just not a Mac. Um, But it was beautiful, amazing. They came out with three new versions this year. And the most interesting thing that I thought was they take their, uh, I don't know, I'm guessing like the Mate 20P Pro or whatever the fuck it's called, the P40 Pro. They're one of their newer phones. um, And they take pictures on it. And they go into the gallery and they select, uh, you know, the picture. And then you just tap it to the front of the laptop and the picture is automatically transferred onto the laptop. And then he picks like 10 pictures. 
boom, just taps it automatically. All 10 of the pictures show up on the laptop instantaneously. Then he taps the video, boom, taps it within, I would say, about 10 to 15 seconds. Boom, it's on the computer. And that was all done. I'm So it's being uh, initiated through NFC and then completed, I'm guessing, through uh, Wi-Fi Direct, which is super cool. It's not anything necessarily, like it's not new technology necessarily, but they've perfected it. They've put it in their phones. Uh, they've put it in their laptop. And now these things can work together. And that was just something I thought was pretty cool. That was one of the only other things, if not the only other thing, other than their foldable phone during their pre press conference that I actually kind of got a kick out of. I thought it was pretty damn cool that you could just tap your phone to your computer and boom, now you can send files, pictures, photos, whatever, instantaneously, basically. Um, yeah, it's about time. Yeah, I mean, I would love to do that with my computer. I mean, I have an ultra I mean, book. How NFC... come I can't do that? It's supposed to be ultra, damn it. We've had NFC tech for a while, right? Oh, like NFC. For swiping phones at pay stations. Yeah, well, NFC has been around for years now. I mean, I want to say it's been around, uh, let's see, probably since the Galaxy S2 or 3, I would say. Yeah, because, I, I mean, my, I had. Sure it was on my 3. Yeah, oh, it's def it was definitely on the 3. I mean, they've they've improved it since because NFC now also includes, um, what do they call it, MLP or MIP, the, the one for magnetic MSP, magnetic strip protocol or something. So that's what lets you take your NFC-powered phone and tap it on um, pay stations that don't have tap like the ones that where you just swipe and you can tap it to the swipe area and you can still make payments um so mlp stands for major league pervert because you're rubbing your phone against yeah, things yeah. that it's not familiar i actually with. i use google pay all the time now i like when i go to the grocery store uh because i live very close to a grocery store i've got my points card on my phone i scan my points card then i just tap my phone on the pay station and i leave i don't even bring my wallet most of the time because i'm like screw it Somebody could steal my wallet from me, but if they steal my phone, they're not going to get my credit card and be able to use it. Do you it. need a wallet? Do you need a, like a single wallet app that you can enter all your cards into? Because every time I've tried, I just like Samsung Galaxy wallet. And I'm like, okay, well, let me add all my visas and TD cards into it. And it's like, oh, sorry, we don't carry TD cards. And I'm like, okay, well, let me use the TD wallet app. Oh, sorry, we don't use scene cards. We don't use no, well, so, uh, this other shit. No, I mean, your, your bank has to support it for sure. Um, so, for instance, um, I can only use... I think two of my cards on the uh, Google Pay platform. Uh, I know I can use my President's Choice MasterCard, and the other one I can use is the American Express. I can't use uh, my Scotiabank um, uh, Visa. I could, I was able to use my Scotiabank debit on there, my Visa debit. I could use that. Um, I can't use our RBC debit. I can't use my Capital One credit card. So there's. <laughs> is there a is there a w app wallet? Like, do you need them all, or will this swipe technology just be like whatever app you're on? Boom. Well, no. So it's a matter of it needs to be able to be connected to your bank and your bank has to support it with that specific card. It has nothing to do with like, I just can't enter in, you know, like this specific card or this app doesn't do it. It's the bank won't let the app do it. The banks and the credit card companies have to allow it first, right? And then once it's allowed, then you can put it in. So it's not the app's fault. It's the banks and the credit card companies that are stopping you, not the apps. 
I know. Like, yeah. It'd be nice if they had, like, something that can just, like, read the phone in your wallet so that you don't even have to take it out. You have a you phone in like, your wallet? Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I, ex- I expect to hear that in about, like, 30 or 40 years, but it would be nice to... Not even. Are just you kidding like, me? Now, just, like, press a button, say, like, just, like, read my phone, and it'll just be like, beep, okay, we picked up your phone, we got your app, we got your, your app info, boom, you're done. Oh, I'm sure that it won't take long. It's just the banks and whatnot all have to catch up. Like, um, it's only uh, within the past, I want to say, six to eight months, basically, that um, that you I personally have been able to add the PC uh, MasterCard. It wasn't available before. I used to have to use the um, either my Scotiabank Visa or, or sorry Scotiabank Visa debit, or I would have to use uh, American Express. Now I'm able to use my PC MasterCard as well. So, so hopefully, it's still a work in progress that we got to keep up. Exactly. Enough. So you basically, I just go in like once every like three to four months and just try to add one of my other cards, and just eventually the other cards will be added. Uh, so and 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 this is also in Canada. In the U.S., more cards work there. Right. Because they have uh, different companies and different uh, security standards and blah, 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 blah. So different cards work in the States than work here. Uh, There are more cards in general and more companies in general that use it and allow it in in the U.S. But that's also because there are more companies and cards in general in the U.S. because they have people. Um, Wouldn't PayPal be able to unite them all? technically but you can't use paypal as uh, like you can't just go to your grocery store and use paypal right right because having a worldwide banking system would just be unreasonable to use at a store uh well it would be because why would the other banks want another quote-unquote bank to be able to do that then it would be cutting into their um service fees or whatever right it's all about because it's global they're local well, technically, some of them are global, like American Express is global, but I mean, uh, they, they're never going to allow that. It, it's not, never in a million years would that be allowed. But it's not the banks in control of the, the money machines, like the, uh, the, swipe, the swipe cards. And I know that because when I was at the bank, I tried to uh, get a withdrawal and I tried tapping, the, uh, tried tapping the machine where you have to enter in your card. And it says, oh, we don't do tap. And I'm like, you're the friggin' bank. And you don't have tap on your machines? Well, yeah. Because that because the banks don't actually control the machines. Well, you also don't you don't it's use tap to withdraw Monero's. money. You use tap to spend money. Using well, ta- still accessing your account. No, but using tap to withdraw money is a security issue. Using tap to spend money is a... It can be a security issue, but it's, it's, more, uh, it's more of an... A, um, attainable security issue like it's something they can handle a lot more because there's less security around it you know the banks don't control the machines though it's a company called moneris which handles the the swipe and tap machines well it uh, that all depends on which uh machines you have but yeah the banks don't necessarily i know some of them are controlled via the banks like the ones that we have at my work uh we got from td so some of them are and and i know that a, a lot of the stores in ottawa get uh could um their machines through Shopify. And then there's other places that use, uh, what is it, Square, right? Yeah, so if it's not a, an actual bank with that specific machine, 
then they should be able to do PayPal, which is like a global yes. money exchanging Some service. of them can. Yes, definitely. Some of them can do PayPal for sure. However, I'm not sure if you I'm still not sure if you can necessarily um, pay with PayPal via tap. That might be different. I know you can bump with PayPal, which is phone to phone, but I'm not sure okay. if you can tap from a phone to a payment device specifically. However, it's been a little while since I've, um, you know, used uh, Square or any of the Shopify devices. So I will have to ask that next time I uh, know somebody with one of those devices. But yeah. Uh, Anything else well, uh, pique your interest here before we close out this episode? One last thing. And I got we got to say HTC... They haven't been making much of an impression lately, but yesterday they did the unthinkable and they they showed a hotspot, which is really freaking cool. Because they came out with a device called the 5G Hub, and it looks like a simple hotspot, but it's too bulky to be a smartphone, too small to be a tablet, but none of it matters because it's still amazingly awesome. Now, the thing with hotspots, they're typically one single purpose. You turn them on, they connect to a cell connection, you tap into that data on a phone or a PC, yeah, it's kind of boring. But with the impending arrival of 5G networks, with all that speed, all that power that can be done, they decided, what can we can do you, with Can that? you feel the power? Are you, are oh, you playing fine. with power? I will be if I get my hands <laughs> on this thing. Instead of a simple puck with an on-off switch, they've added so much to this screen. A 5-inch screen, a lock button, micro SD card slot, 802.11 AD Wi-Fi. Oh, wait, AD or from... AC? AD. I didn't even know Fuck that AD C, was man. a thing. Fuck C, man. We're going to the future with AD. And then when they have high definition, you'll have ADHD. Hmm. ADHD, you're, you're so ridiculous. And so they got the they got the ports for both Ethernet and USB C, and a full build of Android Nine Pie in it. Well, at least it's Pie, unlike your stupid fucking glasses you showed me the other day that was using fucking gingerbread <laughs> or some bullshit. <laughs> and this one uses the Qualcomm Snapdragon eight five five processor in the X fifty modem because all the cool kids are doing Snapdragon eight five five. Galaxy S10 5G using that, LG V50 5G using that. So the 5G hub is super fucking fast. And because it runs Android, it's got built-in stereo speakers. It can be used to install all your apps, stream movies, listen music. So it's a hotspot, which is also a hub. It can also do Chromecast. It turns your 5G hub into a portable media center. Hmm. And... It's got, uh, and while the hub only comes with 4 gigs of RAM and 32 gigs of storage, because it's got a micro SD slot in it, they can be expanded. So basically, they just made uh, a cell phone much larger. Well, it's also got a 7 amp hour, 7.6 amp hour battery. So that's uh, 7,600 milliamp hour? Yep. So that's not that great. I mean, it's nothing like that uh, that 2,000 milliamp hour one that we were talking about the other day. Everybody with their with their uh, amp hours and watt hour amps and all that shit. Just say it in milliamp hours. That's what everybody else fucking uses. It also has reverse charging. So not only will its extra power juice up devices in a pinch, not only will you get super fast data, it will also keep all your devices topped up in power as well. Well, that's pretty cool. 
I, I mean, I like this idea. Um, hubs are, are great things. I don't personally don't see the point in um, these just in general um, much use for these because, I mean, now everybody has, uh, you know, 5G or 4G or 4.5G or whatever already on their phone. Um, so, I mean, like, I don't I don't see why you would need a hub because you can just turn your phone into a hotspot as well. Um, but I'm sure there are uses which I personally would never need. This seems like overkill, but I mean, hey, if you're going to make it, I guess make it useful, right? So I'm actually kind of disappointed that HTC didn't show off really much else, though, at the uh, at the show. I'm actually very surprised that they didn't show off their blockchain phone. I know you're so interested about blockchain. Uh, yeah, because I still don't... Every, I can't... I. Every time I hear that, I only you think go into of a spasms. Chain chomp. No, I think of a chain chomp from Mario, and I'm oh, like, yeah. how the hell are these barking th- cannonballs going to stop data encryptions? <laughs> okay, nobody seems to explain this in a way that doesn't make me think of Mario. Sounds about right. I'm just like, hey, I use blockchain to protect my data, and I'm like, oh yeah, if you had a fucking barking cannonball, I'd be, I wouldn't go near your data either. <laughs> that that shit is on lock, brother. Um, well, yeah. Anyway, I'm just, I'm super disappointed at HTC this year. Uh, I used to really like the HTC phones. I mean, the HTC Wildfire S. Whew, man, was that a bad boy? Three point two inch screen, three twenty by four eighty, like. Four, not I don't even think it was four gigs. I think it was like four megs of onboard storage. Android 1.6. Man, that was a beast. I'm telling you. <laughs> and uh, I guess with that, that brings us to the end of the episode. So, um, Mike, where can people listen to you on the internet? Uh, you can hear me on the Playing With Power podcast talking about Nintendo Power magazine. If you want to hear us talk about the actual games of the past rather than the magazine, you can tune in to the Taste Test Retro Gaming with Flavor. And if that's not enough, you just like, can you talk about some scary movies, man? Well, I got you covered because I talk about scary movies with the Graveyard Shift, Horror with Sheldon and Mike. One of my favorites, personally. I love I love I love your show. Like I'm, I don't even listen to it because you're on it. Um, I actually, <laughs> Mike, plug your ears for a second. I listen to it because of Sheldon. Uh, but you know, listeners, I got to say it's a really hilarious show. Mike does some pretty damn good uh, producing on it, and some pretty good uh, skits, some great writing, and he shows up. So definitely give it a listen. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, you can also hear more of Mike on some of the other um, Chatter Nexus shows, including this one here, Techno Chatter, Techno Babble, Tech Check Check Prepper. Check Check One Two Three. Yes, uh, Tech Chatter. You can hear Mike here as we uh, occasionally put out podcasts and by occasionally i mean we go anywhere from once a month to apparently once a week uh depending on how often we get shafted on other shows 
Uh, you can also hear. Uh, I would. I would like to not be the only guest on the other ch- on the other chatter shows. Yeah, exactly. But I'm the only one that shows up. Um, so uh, you can also hear us uh, together on Schlock Chatter, which will be debuting shortly. Our first episode is Iron Sky. It's basically an offshoot of Mike's show, The Graveyard Shift, except we're not concentrating on horror movies. We're opening it up to all sorts of different fun, hilarious, schlocky, shitty movies. Uh, and then you can also hear me and Mike as well on the Pop Chatter um, podcast, which will be, again, debuting shortly. Eugene uh, joined us from the Epically Geeky podcast, and uh, we decided what is best for Hollywood. We tried to figure out what the next big anthology movie series should be, whether that be you know an HBO series or whatever. We chatted and talked about it, and we figured it out. So Hollywood, you'd better listen. And with that... It is now safe to power off your device.